This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, as you heard John mention, the 2017 homelessness count numbers have been released. We learned this past week the numbers are up about 30 percent, about 3,600 people counted. And of those counted, just more than 1,000 considered unsheltered and about 2,500 considered sheltered. That means people who might sleep in shelters, in extreme weather shelters, in transition houses, etc., the mayors that were at uh, on hand to make that announcement uh, all agreed that the problem is increasing faster than any solutions. So what can we do when dealing with the issue of homelessness, be it in Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley? There are about 70 camps now throughout the region where people have made shelters for themselves. My next guest has looked at homelessness for many years. Julian Summers is an SFU health sciences professor and he joins me on the line. Julian, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning. It's my pleasure. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, when you heard or, or saw these latest homelessness count numbers? Well, l- like everyone, um, alarmed and, uh, and 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 very disappointed. It's, it, it is not the case that nothing is happening, and I think I think many people uh, watching this issue are aware that there are substantial efforts uh, underway, but to see that uh, they are not. Uh, resulting in any measurable decreases. In fact, uh, as, you, as you pointed out, the contrary is happening. Problem is 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 getting worse, or the problems are getting worse. It's uh, it's it's deeply deeply disappointing. Uh, you've studied this issue and you've looked at the relationship between homelessness and and various types of housing. Uh, you've looked at mental illness, at addiction. Uh, when we see this, and we and we we see this uh, agreement or conclusion that yes, the problem is increasing faster than any solution. Uh, what would you suggest, or what do you think could be done that would help help address the issue? Well, the first the first thing um, I I. I um, I'd need to know really is um, more detail and and what the way the count uh, uh, conclusions are released. We first get the preliminary report, which is what you and I are discussing right now, and what's what's in the public domain. Later in the summer, there will be a more detailed report that's going to provide more information about the characteristics of people who were uh, were enumerated those three thousand six hundred and five people. Um, but based on what we've seen. I would still be tempted to say that this is probably not one overall problem, but it's a, but it's uh, two problems, and um, the problem that that we that we've been looking at, as you said, are people who are homeless, mentally ill, substance dependent, people who've been homeless for a long time, uh, ten plus years on average, and we've looked at upstream. So look look in look in the rearview mirror. I'll change my metaphor. Look in look, look in the rearview mirror. At where did they come from? Um, and and for this group, their problems tended to start off in childhood. They also tended to start off in places outside Vancouver, either outside of BC or elsewhere in the province. And as their problems accumulated, they they uh, located in Vancouver's downtown east side. Then we got to meet with them, and now we're looking out the windshield. And we offered them places to stay. We took a, a psychological, uh, health, and social perspective on their circumstances. We gave them choices about where to live. Generally speaking, we found that the results of, of the approach that we took were extremely positive. People uh, established stable housing, and they established uh, recovery in the rest of their lives. Now, that's probably a subgroup, an important subgroup of, of, of the homeless count, but it's not everyone. And there's going to be another group who 
don't have that kind of complex history and who are homeless primarily because of economic reasons. So my initial thoughts are that there are probably two solutions that need to be thought through for two different subgroups of this population. One which is more of a pure housing solution, and the other which is one that takes a much more thorough and careful, supportive role, helping people establish housing and following them through to ensure that they reach recovery, because for many of these people, they have never had that, that kind of role and consistency in their lives at any point. And and so because you've looked at that and you've you've studied this idea of housing first and providing housing. And there are examples, I, I think, when even if we look around Vancouver of places where that has been the model. Uh, so is it a question of doing doing more of that? Um, so in short, yes. It is a question of doing more of it and and uh, and even doing it better. Um, the, uh, the 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 rate of supply uh, obviously isn't keeping up with with demand. Um, we 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 are also our systems um, are having a I think a difficult time um, adapting uh, to uh, working in a new way. You know we have the, the, this housing first model that you referred to. It requires people coming together. Uh, from from different disciplines, working with landlords, working with employers, uh, because once people have gone through the the immediate stage of being rehoused, uh, establishing their health, establishing stability, the the big challenge then, like for many people, is okay. Now what do I do? And a, a big part of that is employment. So there, there's the need for people from all of those sectors. The way that we're organized uh, administratively right now is that is the people playing those roles tend to work independently. And it's a big challenge for them to come together in addition to doing all the work that they're, that they're ordinarily doing and work in a highly, highly integrated team. I think there's an argument to be made for establishing uh, a new specialized uh, um, um, uh, administrative group um, that, uh, that, that works together full-time, it would probably be time-limited because if we were to really intensively focus on rehousing people who are currently street homeless and have been homeless for a while, and we get on top of that problem, um, we can now turn our attention to further upstream interventions, working uh, closer to where people are originating their difficulties. Um, so I don't see this as, uh, as something that would need to be uh, implemented in perpetuity. Um, I think we need to urgently deal with the needs that we have uh, that, that, that have that have accumulated, the needs the needs of people that that we can see around us. Um, but once we've done that, be smarter and start to implement upstream and and we have we there is evidence not just our evidence but there is evidence uh, available to indicate what are the points of earlier intervention in 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 uh in in childhood and youth you know keep in mind that fully one-third of the people enumerated are of indigenous ancestry and that's a that's a huge huge and important insight into uh, the the needs of the subpopulation that are most vulnerable for becoming homeless. We need to act on that knowledge. All right. Well, Julian, as you mentioned, we're going to get more details when the the report is broken down and more details are released. Hopefully we can have you back on and chat with you more about it then. Uh, We're out of time today, though, but thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much. Bye now. Bye-bye. That is Julian Summers. He's an SFU Health Sciences professor. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk.
This is News Talk 980 CKNW.